into the deep end And get back what's gone round And you've been keeping Down the aisles between the rows Once again, Movie Mayhem Podcast, your boys, Matt. Brian. And uh, we have a deep cut for you. Yeah. Yeah. Deep. Deep, 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 deep cut. We got a, a Sony animated picture uh, that was, was it released straight to Netflix? It was going to be released uh, in the theaters, but things happened, mm-hmm. and it was, and then it was purchased by Netflix, so gotcha. Netflix then... Oh, it now is owned by Netflix. Yeah. Well, you know, Mitchell's versus the Machines. That's right. Uh, the second best thing Sony Pictures has ever done. Yeah. The first... Sony Pictures Animation has ever right. done. Yeah. Right. Um, this movie, uh, weird as hell. What convinced right you to watch it? Right fucking alley. Yeah. Um, so one night I was, I was home. I I don't. I think I was just like just watching random shit. So I I watched the entire first season of righteous gemstones in one in like one sitting and then i was like all right well now i gotta kind of lighten my brain a little bit right i put it on netflix and it's like the first that it was like the first thing on because mm-hmm. i guess the computers were talking like oh yeah, Danny McBride. Like, yeah yeah <laughs> and so they, it like suggested it to me that's insane well because what did you watch righteous gemstones on uh hbo max that shouldn't. I know it shouldn't, it be, shouldn't be communicating. Not at all. That's terrible. That's <laughs> so, horrifying. So yeah, it was on the first things up, and I was like, ah, fuck it. And like, and I watched the trailer a little bit. I was like, you know what? This seems a little funny. Mm-hmm. I I I looked up some reviews. I'm like, oh, everyone seems to enjoy it. Fuck it. Why not? Let me go through it. It's under two hours. I could knock this out real quick. Yeah, yeah. It's We're, not a long movie. No. And I watched it, and then I think right after I watched it, I texted everybody. Mm-hmm. I was like, you, guys, you should watch this movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I did, yeah. because I am a good friend. You and are so... a good friend. Because <laughs> you also know when I go like, like right out of my way to be like, everybody, watch this. <laughs> it takes a lot for you to recommend a movie. It takes so much for right. me to be like, like, especially in our like group, because everyone has very different tastes. Yeah. So bringing something up, is it's 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 tough. It's a real struggle for me. <laughs> no, it, no, it's not. But like it, it it's it's hard to to get people's taste because you could be like, okay, well, I know this person they like certain kinds of sci-fi. They like right. certain kind of like maybe more grounded tales. I know maybe this person likes a little bit more horror. This person likes a little bit more action. Maybe a little bit something else. So I know you right off the bat know exactly where my head goes. Yes. But, so it's like okay, well, if Matt watches it. Then it's like it's like it's kind of a lock. Mm-hmm. It's like with Doom Patrol. Yeah, like, I like immediately. I'm like, I think you guys should watch Doom Patrol. You you may like it. It's very weird, but it's very good. It took me a while. It took you a while, but I did it. You watched it, and then and you kept on you kept on texting me like, "What the fuck is going yeah. on?" <laughs> and then just recently, our friend Nick had some free time, and he's mm-hmm. like, "I need some stuff to watch." So obviously, Peacemaker was the first one up. Right. I was like, "Oh, you know, if you like that." Check out Doom Patrol. Yeah. Like, I think you might dig it. And nonstop, he was just, like, kind of pointing out things. He's like, I don't, like, what's going on? This is, like, a great show. Like, yeah. But it's very weird. I almost it tapped would be out. Like, like, yeah, it would be like, this is amazing. They'd be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And then it's just like, yeah, it's it's an odd show. But, I, but, like, back to the point, like, I am very, for someone who watches a lot of stuff as I do, I'm very kind of, like, hands-off for recommending. So then what's the common thread? What gets you to recommend a movie? I think if I if I have an emotional reaction to that content mm-hmm. or that that movie, the TV show like and if it gets me to actually like focus and like pay attention, I think then everybody would like I'd be like, "Okay, maybe this is a good stepping stone." Mm-hmm. Well, Mitchell's versus the machines has a lot going on for it. It does. You, like focusing is very tough for this. Yeah, the movie is very ADD. <laughs> It's got a ton of like just out of the box animation. Yeah. You know, that throws in like. It's like a mix of 2D, 3D, real life. Yeah. And it's crazy. Like 
after Into the Spider-Verse, they were like, fuck it, let's just go... Let's just go hard. Bananas on yeah. this. Because Spider-Verse, it, like, the animation there was, like, a little jarring at first, and yeah. then after a few minutes, you kind of, you settle yeah. into it. Certain, thing, certain things are drawn on a different frame rate, certain yeah. things have, like, a certain kind of, like, like they had the curvy back style, yeah. certain, back, like, it's... They, they really kind of, like, I don't know if they treat the animators right, but at least they let them kind of go nuts, you know, and do stuff. And this was a similar deal where, you know, it's... Already, like, the character models are all very cartoonish. Yeah. You know, um, but at the same time, there's a lot of really interesting, just like you said, it switches between hand-drawn yeah. to, to C- CGI yep. to, like, real, like, like actual live footage. Some to... look like kind of, like, sometimes it looked like a claymation, kind of like a, yeah. a Kubo and the Two Strings kind of like yeah, thing. It's like, yeah. you're watching, like, there's a lot of stuff happening. And it's I, bizarre. Yeah. It's bizarre, but once you settle into it, it's very it's very enjoyable. Yes, right. There's it has, so it has that going from from an animation standpoint. Then it also has uh, a, a script that's very clearly written by uh, Lord and Miller, um, by the boys that did the the Lego Movie. It has a it gives a lot of Lego Movie vibes. Uh, yeah, I don't think they wrote. They didn't write. It. I know they produced it. I know they had a they probably had a hand in, um, what's it called? In like shepherding it too, mm-hmm. so it was written by uh, Michael Rianda, who has done Gravity Falls. Yeah, Jeff Rowe, who also has done Gravity Falls and Disenchanted. Yeah, well, from what I'm seeing, is if you're a fan of Gravity Falls, like you would like the movie. Yeah, is what I'm seeing. Um, I haven't watched Gravity Falls. I've so heard I good things. Know. I've heard good things. I've heard very good things. I heard, uh, but I think it might be out of our age bracket. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we're the target demographic for no, that. I don't know if we're the target demographic for this, but it I, is enjoyable. I think the thing is, you you brought up a, a great, like, I guess a quote somebody said, mm. had about this movie, which was uh, that it's the Koofy movie for... Uh, for, for Zoomers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where it, it's like, it's a tried and true thing where it is the ki- the oldest kid going, the, the first kid going away to school or the first kid going, like, becoming their own person. Like, that's, uh you know, a million movies have been made like that. Right. So it's a, it's a very tried and true method. And trying to relate to your parents. Right. On Try- that level where you guys are so vastly different and yeah. those differences are dictated by, you know, just generational things, technological things. Yeah. Or just being interested in different things. Yeah. You know, and uh, the struggle to find that harmony you know between respecting each other and there's still like a parent child relationship there yeah that's something that's very relatable it is i don't know many people who don't have to deal with that you know? yeah and i think i think it's um yeah it, it's a yeah it's super it's a super relatable plot but like and also i think it's but also the concept is absolutely bad shit yeah exactly i think that's a, what i was trying to lead into like like you have the main plot, which is you know, a, a father and his daughter who are two opposite ends of like personality spectrums, and like one's the father is like he's a Ron Swanson type. He's a man yeah. of the man of the earth. He f- fixes things things with his hands. He makes he gives his family all the same screwdriver right. for Christmas. Yep. It's like yeah, he's kind of this like he's a he's a he's a person who doesn't ex- like doesn't know other like. Yeah, the technological difference is... You really nailed it. He's like a doofy Ron Swanson. He's a doofy Ron Swanson. Yeah. And then you have someone who is like this hyper-creative, frenetic, uh, ener- like frenetic energy that uh, Katie is. I'm trying to think of like a good character to compare it to. To compare Katie to? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's tough. She's, oh, she's like... You know, she's an artist. Yeah. You know, she's um, somebody who... You know, she kind of reminds me of like us making this podcast we're like <laughs> it's not good you know but like it's something she's following her passion she's following yeah. the creative like instinct and she's using like the limited resources that she has to slap together the content she wants to make yeah and looking i guess and, and, and when you do that and when you follow your 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 passion so intently it's hard to find people who share that yeah you know? i also like yeah, speaking of the whole like her her stuff, like I think because her her goal is to go to film school. Mm-hmm. She's going to film school to learn how to make movies and everything, but she makes 
small like YouTube videos. Which I think is how a lot of filmmakers start. Right. It's, they like especially now because yeah. it's like it's so it's much more obtainable now to start a film career because you don't really need to go to film school. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could get a camera now; it's so much easier. You get a phone. You could get a yeah, get a phone. You get a laptop. You get there's editing software. If you're willing to pay like seventy five bucks, you could get like good good technology you don't need to get like film stock you don't need to rent stuff you don't need to get a fucking boom mic right you get like just get a fucking yeti or something just plug it into your phone or your computer like and you can make something happen right but i think and also i think like a lot of older people like go oh i want like i want to be a filmmaker and they go oh so you want to make like a goodfellas or you want to make like a fucking something and then you they show them this stuff which is the new (laughs) This is how old I am. When I see like people who make like TikToks and other things mm-hmm. like that, when you like, it's very jarring to see like people who make TikToks. But then when you get deeper and you see people who are actually like doing something, mm. like actually like having like there's this oh shit. Oh, like, like they're actually being creative. They're actually on being the creative, but they're yeah, using like yeah, editing yeah. tricks. They're using like these weird fucking like camera angles to mm-hmm. kind of like produce some weird shit they're not just doing a trend they're kind right. of like creating their own like landscape they're creating their own landscape in tiktok and like i keep on saying it like do you have like an example because uh, I, I know what you're yeah. talking about There's but this, if you were to, if you so, were to put someone on who would you put yeah, on yeah i that's the worst thing because i am always terrible about remembering names but there's like this one girl that i see every so often on that's like you're in a POV, mm-hmm. and then you turn, and this one girl, and she's like, "Oh, what do you want?" And then you go like, "Oh, over here." And then she's I know switched. that girl, right? The the Starbucks like the Starbucks, like, and she yeah, like pours yeah, milk yeah, out yeah. And shit. I know that girl. Yeah, she's she's uh, she looks she's insane. Yeah, I don't know what that is, but yeah, you're right. It's like you t- like she does like it's like one or, it like it yeah. looks a hundred percent like a one shot thing because yes. she does she's the trick where she so good transition. She finds something yeah. to place, and then it goes, and it's it. Like, not only is it, like, really, it's funny. Yeah. Like, after a while, you're like, this is fucking hysterical. Right. But then you're, like, looking at it like a filmmaking point of view. It's like, that's fucking brilliant. Right. This is some Kubrick shit. Like, this is, like, <laughs> fucking, the guy who did Birdman is pissing his pants because he, he had to spend, like, $20 million to chase Michael Keaton in his underwear while this girl's right. just fucking doing spin kicks. Yeah. She fucking throws herself downstairs and like, like conceptually, it's bonkers yeah it doesn't you know it, it doesn't make any sense and i feel like someone older watching it is going to be like what the fuck is this that's a, and like that's the thing i feel like and i related to the dad character too mm-hmm. because it was like i don't and then you see the movies that katie make right and it's just like sock puppets and the dog yeah and you're like i looking, get why looking you at it it's it just like yeah i don't get it right i don't get it you're kind of just this is, doesn't seem like you're taking it that seriously. It's not my sense of humor. It's not the quality that I would expect from a right. film. Yeah. And then it's like, and it takes, and it does sound very weird that he, it did take someone else to be like, yeah, I watch this shit all the time. Right. And it's like, well, why? It's like, well, because there's a level of honesty to it. There's a level of like care that you'd be like, you could see it. And, and then it starts kind of like clicking. It's like, wow. This, by the way, this movie is fucking great. That's why. Yeah. Because like, also it, it's, it speaks to, like, the people who want to create it. It's like, you're kind of misunderstood. You're kind of, like, looked at. Like, you think you you think you could do this. You think you could, But then you have something to do. It's like, oh, yeah. You're yeah. fucking, like, you're fucking going for it. What's funny is that that jarring, like, slapstick kind of, you know, this patch, patch together uh, nature of her films is also represented in the animation itself of this film. Right. It's, like, a really cool thing. <laughs> Where like again, it's super jarring. You don't know if you get it, right? You know? And but it, it, it's like the I think they're real like soft soft puppets. Yeah, <laughs> and they're just like it's like weird internet humor, and it's like, am I too old for this? Right. And then but then like if you look past it and you see the heart of what of what's being written here, you start to appreciate it. It's the same. It's funny. It's the same thing represented in the actual medium that they're using to tell the story, and that's art right there. Um, however. All of this, and we haven't even talked about the machines part of right. Mitchell's versus the machines. Oh, it's uh, Savannah Moss at Savannah Moss. Oh yeah. So okay. shout out to at Savannah yes. Moss. You're doing some wild I, shit. I'm glad and... I'm not the only one that's noticed that girl. She's fucking awesome. Yes. Like, like seeing like, like she'll just like fucking with the with the with, milk with the and milk just and dump like, it for no reason and just what I, are you in her car? Like what I, are you doing? I saw there was one where she like. 
had someone come like it, like she had someone come into a house party, mm-hmm. and then it was like, oh, oh my god, <laughs> and then yes. they go down the stairs in the like, basement. In the basement's like, yo, I never got so jealous of someone's creativity so yes. fast. Yes, where you're like, that was the best oh. one I think. Yeah, so, <laughs> so good. good. It's so good. Yeah, it's so, so good. at Savannah Moss, you are. You're in the Hall of Fame here. Yeah. <laughs> very quick. Absolutely. You're, you're very, I hope you do something, yeah. like something big, because... It's just so funny, because she hits the TikTok humor, but she's really, she, there's no trend, like, what she's doing. It's really her it's own It's like experimental thing. fit. Like, yeah. it's so, like, it's very... Oh. It's, yeah. the fact that it's so precise, mm-hmm. and, like, and that could be, that, that could be editing, that could be, and that could be her, I... Would love to know how she breaks everything down, mm-hmm. but like the fact it's probably that so simple and we're, like, like, oh, we're just, just idiots. I have like six sisters that all look like yeah. <laughs> just go around and around. <laughs> we're just sex couplets. Yeah, but it looks like it's just one. It's like two people, mm-hmm. like the person who has the camera, and then that that girl in Savannah. It's gotta be, and it's just like wow, that's amazing. Yeah, I'm, yeah, fucking yeah. awesome. But but anyway, <laughs> uh, to that end though, to that end, it's the kind of thing where. Uh, we have a, a family dynamic where the, the main conflicts between the father and the daughter, mm-hmm. the daughter is this artsy, uh, creative mind and the dad is They're a very old school, stubborn, yes, feet in the, like heels in the ground yes. type, type A personalities. Like they are not interested in each other's perspectives at all. Mm-hmm. You know, they are set on what they want to do, um, and how they want to live their lives. And the problem is that they're a father and a daughter, and so that that's gonna that it makes that very hard to do. And she is about to leave for college, um, and the father, in a I guess, in an attempt to not leave their relationship so fractured, right? Um, the mo- mom kind of tells him that, like, look, if she leaves with you guys being so you know being at each other's throats, that's the relationship yeah. that's going to last. By the way, the mom played by Maya, Maya Rudolph. Rudolph. Yep. Awesome. So good. So good. So good. Um, you know, and it's it's she is a, a fleshed out character mm-hmm. to herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, even like you mean Katie or do you mean the mom? Both of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fact well, that, honestly, yes, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To the fact that it's like watching the mom, like trying to if you, if you boil down the mom's like all she does is care about it. Like yes. Yeah. Because and like. There's certain things about this, like, she has feelings where her feelings are not dictated by how her kids are, like, she wants to be, like, liked, and she wants to be looked at, like, in a respected way, and then she's a teacher, and then she fucking goes apeshit and murders. Yo, that like, was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> like, the, the, the idea, like, sometimes the ideas of, like, okay, like, how do I see these characters as D&D party? Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, Katie's obviously the bard. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dad is a maybe like bar- a fighter. He's a, a barbarian. barbarian yeah, he's kind of dumb, yeah. but he's like he's strong. But like the mom as like a fucking like just saw, like was she a fucking like, paladin just fucking just <laughs> kill shit? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, god damn, like this fucking and the little brother is a is a wizard, like a sorcerer, a sorcerer or wizard. Yeah, yeah. like somebody at the back throwing like magic missile or some yeah. shit like that. But like. She has such great moments, and it's not like, yes, the action scenes are wild, and they're fucking awesome, but, like, she has some great, like, heart-to-heart moments where you, like, you feel it, and you're like, damn. She's like, when she's, with, like, you were saying with the, with the dad, the, the, in the beginning part, before they go on the road trip, where she's like, if you don't fix this, I'm worried she's never gonna come home, and you felt, I felt that, like, like, early on, I was like, god, god damn. I thought it was a little dramatic. I, thought, <laughs> I was well, like, because like, yeah. you know, I was in that weird place with my mom when I left home, right? And honestly, leaving made our relationship better. And now I'm like very close with Mama Taylor. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do get that fear, though. I do get that fear that things won't be right. They won't um, be. This... That won't be fixable right. if she, if you leave on that note. Yeah. Um, I do get that. Uh, so the dad, in a misguided attempt to fix this relationship. Um, makes her miss her orientation week to go on a road trip. Yeah. And uh, that happens to coincide with a artificial intelligence apocalypse. The, the B-plot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the B-plot, B-plot is, is a robotic apocalypse. A Mark Zuckerberg type. Played by um, Eric Andre. Yep. He uh, tries to create a new 
like pretty much AI. Right. He, he, he creates Skynet. Um, but what's funny is that the problem is not him creating this technology. The problem is him is his attitude towards technology. Yes. Where like if you were to, you know, he created, pretty much created a person in his phone that loved him and did everything for him. And then he discarded, literally discarded her yeah. uh, for a fancy new system that she, that he used her to make, <laughs> which is a weird way. To, it's not really. It's, a, it's still the best. It's one of the best lines. Is like, well, how did you know this was happening? Like, you designed it on my face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh my god, that's, that's fucking brilliant. Like, yeah, and, oh, and, uh, that's a pal played by Olivia Coleman. Yeah, Oscar winner. Oscar winner Olivia Coleman. And I think she was in Hot Fuzz as. Police Lady Doris. Oh, well, um, yeah, and it's like a really interesting way to, to view technology because it's not, I, I, like, it's very easy to look at this movie and be like, okay, the movie's saying technology's bad. Right. You know, iPhone's bad. You know, and that's reductive. You know, this movie's more saying, like, there's good, right. but it's all about your relationship with it. Um, and his relationship with technology was, like, almost, like, portrayed as abusive. Yes. Which was an interesting way to view that. Um, cause he wasn't even you doing it to take advantage of people. I'm sure that, I mean, that is there, but like what they focus on is how he's taking advantage of the technology itself. Yeah. I, like he, I, yeah, I felt like he, he felt it was disposable. Like, okay, mm-hmm. on to the next, on to the next. Yeah. And, and I it, think it's a matter of just like not like, yeah, appreciating a, what you have. It, was, it felt, yeah, yeah exactly. It, not right? appreciating it. Like, cause even the way it, before that whole thing starts off, he's like, you know, I just want to say, you know, you're like my best friend, right. and I really appreciate you. And then get you. the fuck out of here! And he throws it like, it's like wow, like. And I think he had like the robots like sweep her up into a dustpan and like yeah. throw her. Out. Like, you don't need this stupid piece yeah. of shit anymore. <laughs> and, and and honestly, it's like it's that kind of idea of like flying too close to the sun, right? You know, not not a pre, not like really losing your losing perspective of where you are right. when you're so focused on advancement is exactly like the fear we have with all of these like billionaire Silicon Valley types. And you know, they plan it perfectly. Um, and then you have this AI that's been scorned by humanity, right. uh, who can't think of a good reason for humanity to exist because you know, like, mo- like, like just like Ultron, mm. you know, like, it's, it's pretty much Age of Ultron. They did Age of Ultron better than yeah. Age of Ultron. They honestly just did Age of Ultron better yeah. than Age of Ultron. Because um, they actually was like, the whole thing, like when the robots started taking people. They even like, have two twins that were like under the influence of the of the robot and then snapped out <laughs> of it. Snapped out of it. Yeah, because like what they, they effectively captured everybody in the world. Mm-hmm. And which is why, like... First off, I thought that was hysterical when they had these giant ships with everybody, and I was like, "How how are you gonna get them home at the end?" <laughs> like, right, right. It's like, what's going that on? That means you have like the entire population of North America in, in one place. Yeah. <laughs> How's that one work? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but it's still fu- like the visual is funny. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I got. I got. I got. My brain is kind of like working on three different angles here. Yeah. Well, it's. But, Go ahead. No, no, yeah, go. I'm sorry. sorry. No, I was, was going to give a second to gather your thoughts and to talk about like how um, when this apocalypse hits, uh, it starts to be there. The dysfunctional nature of the family ends up being what keeps them alive. Um, but like her, her father's obsession with these screwdrivers, like uh, her, you know, her, her, like they're they're beat up cars. So right. janky, it doesn't even pick up on on like. Fucking scanners, like the plan is to paint the car the exact color of the road, <laughs> and it almost it works. I <laughs> was like, when I saw this, I was like, wow, that's fucking brilliant. Like, yeah. like just put two pieces of like, like, it's like you know what? Yeah, that no one's ever thought of it. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, that was fucking great. Um, Although I do really love like the perfect family, like, yeah, Chris Tegan and John Legend, they're great. Um, with I, the I thought the little brother was hysterical when he was just calling people. He was like, hey, do you want to talk about dinosaurs? No? Yeah. Okay, okay, goodbye. Cross him off the list. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking phone book. Oh, man. Yeah, I really liked when he when they actually got to the dinosaur place. And, and, like, and he freaked the fuck. He's yeah. like, dinosaurs don't look like this. Yeah. I need to speak to the manager. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I, you know, I, like, this movie is so, like, charming and, like, compared to, we recently talked about in Encanto, in Encanto. Still trying to figure that one out. Uh, 
like this seems like kind of like a messier version like a me- like messy like unorganized like Encanto is like perfect mm-hmm. to a point like perfect to a point where it's like everything has to look a certain way it has to have that Disney look it has yeah. to have and, and you know these beautiful visuals these these great songs but this is just like even though it is meticulously planned out and drawn perfectly absolutely but it's like this looks like it 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 doesn't it doesn't look perfect and i think that imperfection adds to it it's deliberately imperfect yeah. deliberately like the imperfect, like the, yeah. the proportions of the character models are way off <laughs> skinny legs big stomach yeah huge for, but only for him only for him you yeah. know <laughs> my um, mom had like a circle head she had the louise belcher uh, hips yeah she had the <laughs> not louise the linda belcher L- hips linda belcher hips she had the linda belcher hips um she gave me big linda belcher vibes the like that very like outgoing like yeah. very like super positive like yeah, yeah like, just supportive to the family supportive. trying to keep everyone together and, and it was interesting to see how, like, the conflict between uh, Katie and, and the dad, um, the toll that it took on the mom and Aaron. The, yeah, the mom and the brother took the brunt of it because they both think... So I think the, the what made Katie and her father... Which, uh, why am I... Richard? Forget, Richard? Yeah, Richard. Uh, they are so similar because they think, like, analytically. They don't yeah. think... While... Well, uh, Aaron and then the mom think very empathetically mm-hmm. and like you f- think with your feelings, even though the the brother doesn't really show too much feelings, but it's right. like, you know, you shouldn't just mimic for your dad. You should really just, you know, try not to be a dick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, what I like is that I feel like a lot of the times in these movies, like there's only two modes. There's right. like the get along. And then they, they like they don't get along, and then at the end something clicks and they get along. Right. But I like how their relationship throughout the movie did evolve. Just sometimes it evolved in the right way, sometimes it evolved in the in a bad way. Right. So like for example, um, one time like you think they're getting on the right, the same page, uh, because she says all these things to her dad, but then she reveals like she's lying out her ass. Right. Right. And that's progressing their relationship, but in a very bad way that comes back to bite them. And there's another way where. Uh, another moment where, you know, she doesn't want to do the musics and stuff with him. Right. And doesn't want to indulge him in these, in his attempts to, like, connect to her as a child. You know, because, like, that's the, that's when he remembers when yeah. they got along is when she was a small child. And that's how she'll always feel if, like, if I do this, he'll always see me as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and just, like, and also just, like, I'm just not into that anymore. Right. You know? Like, I was into it when I was seven. Yeah, and it's sort of on on both uh, landscapes where like, she has to realize that doing it with him, is not just about you being into it. It's about like the relationship between you guys, and he has to realize that like, that she's not that kid anymore. Is it? Here's here's a question for you. Did it worry you that kids who were six, maybe five, six, or seven years old, listening to Rihanna's "Live Your Life" and now going to college? Oh, <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> well, the twinge of like when I when I saw it, I was like, eh, "Am I that old?" Well, yeah, because I remember that hitting the clubs. <laughs> well, I mean, I must have been in. You were in college, I think, when that. Show no, was. I see. I want to say that I was in college, but I must have been in high school, right? I want to say I was in college. It feels like I was in T- college. Yeah, Ti and. Rihanna. Uh, T.I. and Rihanna, that song came out in 2008. High school. High school. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was well in college. Then. Right. But wow. No, that makes it worse. Makes it worse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh shit. So it was, yeah, someone who was born in 2002 would be 6 in 2008, and then in 2018 they'd be 16, and then in 2020 they'd be 18. 18, yeah. They'd be Jesus. going to college. Jesus. Yeah, crazy. Crazy to think that. Like these weird markers in time where you're like, that wasn't that long ago. Well, that was, was like, a decade oh, ago. That was a decade. That was actually two decades ago. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. That song's twenty years old. No, it's two thousand eight, so it's almost. No, oh, it's, oh, it's like it's yeah, yeah. Okay. No, but I mean, like, if you look at decades, we're now in the decade of twenty twenty, and that yeah. was in two thousands mm-hmm. in the aughts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeesh. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Terrible. Side. Fucking was... zoomers. Yeah. Um, Why don't you go back to reading books and playing outside? 
And that is it sucks sense. That's the central conflict yeah, of the whole movie, right? It's 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 that theme of yeah. So uh, <laughs> there's also the and as far as like the robot apocalypse, how they're you know taking all of humanity away. That's nothing new. No, right? The whole humans don't contribute anything. That's nothing new. That's nothing new. You know? I think the like that backdrop of the robot apocalypse is. Yeah, it's it's that's always like that. You could put that in anything. The only way I'd say that it really like connects to the actual story is that it's technology taking over, and the a lot of the conflict between Katie and Richard is is yeah. he's doesn't like the technology. But also the the whole idea of like you could change your con your ideas of certain thing like how Richard could like accept more of like. Like he could he could he could relate to Katie now because he doesn't have to always be this certain thing. Like he could, you know, uh, like with the the fucking two robots, where it's like you could change your programming. Yeah. Like you you don't have to always follow these rules. You could change yourself to better yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think and then Katie did that too, where she changed herself a little bit more to be like her dad, be a little bit more. Uh, I guess she's very assertive. I mean, I yeah. Yeah. She was before. She was before. But also, I guess, it's kind of taking some of his lessons to heart. Yeah. Like the like the the driving stick and the and that the maneuver. Yeah, I guess do. the self sufficiency. Yeah. You know. You know, like um, I guess sort of relying less on not less on technology because she still uses it. But relying more on yourself than relying. I guess so. I using guess more so. as a tool instead of like. Yeah. You know, it's confusing. Instead of a crutch. It's been a month. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird. I think a lot of it is more like him as a. Fu- I'd say okay, that's one thing I'd say that the, yeah. maybe the story could have done a little more of is that it definitely felt like uh, Richard had to shift his entire way of thinking to match her instead of like yeah. being like a two way compromise, right? Uh yes, in the because I, I that's one of the best jokes of at the end. I mean, we're jumping around on this movie. I feel like because it's on Netflix, you could just watch it, mm-hmm. but like. When he subscribed to her YouTube, I'm watching you on the internet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please be my friend. <laughs> like when I and she's like, yeah, he subscribed, and then when I found out it was him, it made it a lot nicer. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, it's <laughs> like, please be my friend on the internet. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, I think it, it was nice to see that an old dog can do new tricks. Mm. You know, um, all right, we're thirty. Two minutes in, thirty about thirty three minutes in. Um, let's talk about the voice cast a sure. little bit. Their performances. I think uh, Abby Jacobson from Broad City has been doing a lot of good voice work. Mm. Uh, what else has she been doing? She's done like she was in that uh, other that from the Simpsons creators, the Disenchantment, uh, Disenchanted, which is like a fantasy uh, Simpsons. Oh, okay. Yeah, she was in a, a Lego movie, the Ninja one. The, oh, nin, Ninjago. Ninjago. Mm-hmm. Uh, she she was in uh, Bob's Burgers. Mm-hmm. She was in BoJack Horseman. Oh, yeah. All right, so she's getting around. She's getting around. She was. She she's was in, Katie. She yeah, and she was in uh yeah she's Katie. She was in Curb Your Enthusiasm mm. as the waitress, which was a fucking funny episode. I, I'm a big Curb Your Enthusiasm fan. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh. Yep. She she's great. She always she has that young voice. Yeah. The kind of like you could see her play like a a teenager. A teenager or early 20s, like late teens, early 20s, or even like mid uh then you have Danny McBride. Yep. Who's I he he's f- very funny. In but I think he's funny when he's R-rated. Mm. Like when he isn't held back by like language restrictions. That's see. I I feel like the almost the opposite. Yeah. I feel like Danny McBride is funniest when he isn't just playing Danny McBride. You know what I mean? Okay. I feel like sometimes when he's just Danny McBride, it's like okay, he's an obnoxious fat guy. Right. That's like his character. Um, but then there's times where like again he plays this this father, um, or what? There was like another movie recently that that he was in. Um, I. I'm drawing. I don't know. I'm drawing. Like a he's a. But it was a movie he was recently in that was like again he was just like not just playing, uh you know a, a trashy fat dude, 
and it was and it was good as well. So, you know, I uh, yeah, I I, I I think he's great when he actually gets to act. Yeah, I th- yeah, because he was like he's really good in Righteous Gemstones. Mm. He's really, I mean, everybody loves him as fucking Kenny Powers. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was Crocodile D's son. Oh. I think he's he's an interesting actor because I think sometimes when when people think of him they do think like okay here's this like fucking like you know oh what's he gonna say dick and dick right. and asshole and he's all like shit. a remnant from like that that like stoner comedy era right you know the uh the frat pack or whatever yeah like your James Franco's your right. Seth Rogen right it's like yeah the Pineapple Express guys. But right, I think he, actually he's pretty funny in Pineapple Express. Very... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he 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 has like these one th- like these kind of like comedic riffs where it's like, oh, I thought I was gonna get like waffles today. Like he, he yeah, says yeah, it like kind of yeah. this weird thing. But in this movie, he's so like not clueless. I mean, aloof, I guess would mm. be kind of a saying. I don't know. I'm kind of losing my tracks here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in this movie, he's not just playing, like, like if you think, like, this is the end. Right. Where, like, everyone's kind of playing, like, themselves in that one. Like, Danny McBride, I f- it, it, that is him at his most insufferable to me. Yeah, where he's, like, chaotic evil. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of his movies is, is him playing that. Right. You know, but um, in this, he's he's not chaotic evil at all. He's he's literally playing this father who's trying to connect to her to his daughter. Yeah. You know, and, and, that, and he still has his comedic chops. You know, it, I feel like it's just reined in a little bit. I think he's gotten a lot better once he started writing stuff. Mm. Because he became, like, a, a writer. He's done a lot of good, like... He wrote, like, the two Halloween movies that came out. Yeah. Interestingly. And... I mean, I wouldn't know... I wouldn't... I wouldn't jump to the conclusion that the writing on those movies is good. But it's different than... Uh, I think, he, yeah, he's... I think he's growing as a... As a... As a as an artist, mm-hmm. to say the least. Yeah. Uh, also, my like we said, Maya Rudolph plays the mom. Yeah. Uh, she is, Linda. Her name is Linda as well. Oh, look at that. <laughs> and she is great. Yeah. She's always great. <laughs> Maya Rudolph is always great. Yeah. Whenever you see her in there, it's just like... She's just like a solid hand. Yeah. You know, like even the Grown Ups movies, like she just adds like some level of she's respectability so to it. She's so witty and smart yeah. and quick. Mm-hmm. She's so fast. To... And Eric Andre, I mean, I I never saw the Eric Andre show, but I know mm-hmm. it's like very like wild. It's also like chaos, yeah. yeah. Uh, and Eric Andre's another one too, where it's like he's he can be very funny, right. like I like him in a lot of things, but sometimes when he he, he becomes like almost too much of himself, okay. and yeah, and it just becomes like more weird than funny. The the two more robots abrasive than funny. Yeah, the two robots that were with. Uh, the family were played by Beck Bennett and Fred Armisen, both from oh, SNL. Oh, SNL, yeah. Uh, I just remembered the name Deborah Bond, 5,000. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, we're two humans. What is death? You know, it's like, <laughs> Mom, what is Yeah. Like, the oh, lavender geez. woman has come for us. <laughs> but yeah, like, they, Doug the Pug. Is, oh, Doug, yeah. Uh, yes, there is a pug in this movie. Mm-hmm. Which already puts it, put it, it a like, point in your... Another, like... A, as you could tell, if you've been a fan of this show or looked at the picture of it, that is, it is a, a pugs are well represented here. <laughs> but yeah, like I saw, that, I was like, this fucking, this fucking thing. It's the doofiest. It's pug a doofiest pug, made. and the fact that it causes it can barely stand. <laughs> the fact that it causes like a logical like inconsistency with robots. Yeah, <laughs> this thing shouldn't exist. It's like, what is it? A bread and pig? Yeah, is it a dog? dog? Yeah, and they all blew the fuck up. It was it was fun. I I feel like at that point the movie was this in pure like payoff mode. Right. You know, like like we don't care if this makes any sense or should be possible. We are gonna have this girl surfing on a decapitated robot head, a robot body. Right. 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 It's like that's just what we're doing now. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean the sometimes and for me it was a little bit like like all right so I mean. We, I, I feel like I spent a lot of the movie caring about the resolution, and they kind of just, like, threw it all out. Yeah. You know, just kind of went balls to the wall. You know, and that part was, like, a little bit disappointing for me. But seeing Linda go, like, the, seeing the Kill Bill siren go oh. off, when, yo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my yo, God. so damn good. Anytime, like, a reserved or humble or, like, very nice character has that, like, yeah. Like, 
always like for some reason always gets me. Yep. Like me it's too. such like a funny like new trope where it's just yeah. like oh they done like shit's on. Yeah, exactly. You done did it now. You gone fucked up. Yep. Um, so yeah, I think that was a little. I think the 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 climax of the movie was a little too over the top. Do you feel it had like two endings? Yes, because the they, shopping mall was another one. The shopping mall was. I mean, the shopping mall was great. Like it felt like you know, like Hobbs and Shaw, where it ends in like that that compound, right? And then they go to Samoa for another hour for a second <laughs> ending. <laughs> we gotta go to Samoa. You don't want to do that in another movie? No, we gotta no. do it now. Right. Like you could have just had the Wi-Fi work in the mall, right? And they could have saved the day right there. Um, and really, the only like further character development was, of course, Linda going ape shit, right? But also, and also, um, being revealed that that Katie lied, that Katie lied, yeah, right. And that kind of undid a lot of like, because it was very obvious that she no longer like she didn't. Like, now she earnestly felt that way, right? You know, um. Yeah, it felt like, especially when they started, like, flying around, it felt like everything was resolved. And, yeah. like, you were just like, okay, we're just waiting to the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was uh, fun. It was fun, yeah. It's, like, and that's the thing, like, and see, that's the problem with this movie, is that it's too fun. It's not serious. <laughs> no, but, but it is, like, the, that's the great thing, because even during that segment, it's animated, like, beautifully. Yeah. And yeah. even each character kind of has their own like when Katie flies, she has rainbows falling, or when mm-hmm. her dad flies, she has like kind of like shock bolts going mm-hmm. off, and the mom has like fucking animation. Oh my god! Rides. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's like it's so individual, it's so unique, and it's like so detailed that it's like it just kind of it kind of sticks with you. It's like, and I feel like that's why I recommend it is because I feel like it could hit different things for different people, mm. and uh, we. You know, it, it represented some people as well. It represents people as well because Katie is uh, LGBTQ plus. I think that's now the name. yeah. I think she's gay. Yeah, she's gay. Yeah, <laughs> trying to be trying to be fucking like, no, but like yeah, like she's. It's now studios are now a little less like controlling of like this character can't be this, this character can't be that. It'd be like now it's like okay, well we'll go out. No, and they also, like, it. didn't make a big thing about it, yeah. either. It's like, I'm killing this robot because I'm gay. It's like, right. you know, just... It wasn't even a, a point of conflict. Yeah. You know? Like, like, her... like oh, how's, uh, are, you bringing, are you bringing Jess home for dinner? Like, right. that was, that was, that's all it was. It's like, like, if you think about it, like, 20 years ago, like, the dad would be like, oh, going to film school? Okay, whatever. Oh, mm-hmm. you're a lesbian? No. Right. Yeah, so right? I was like, no film. <laughs> yes, lesbian. It's like... I think, but that's that's a great like way of like how, as a society, we have changed a little. Like, yeah. like obviously there are still people who think that. Of way, course, of course, because they're idiots. But like, it's funny like how, you know, it's more acceptable to for something that was such like condemned. Like, oh yeah, that's fine now. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like like also like. I don't want to keep talking about it because I don't want to keep shooting myself in the foot. No, but I'm, even Aaron was written as somebody who does have. Like a high level uh, autism, right. he is on the autism spectrum, yeah. but they never even actually say that because it doesn't matter. And also, they you don't. They, they if yeah, they don't treat him like he's like right. It's like something like oh, he's got like a special like the predator where like autism is the next stage of human evolution. Right. <laughs> it's like bro, like, no, he's just. Like he just likes he's just dinosaurs. A kid. He's yeah, just a he's kid. just a, like he's, he's right. A, he's a good. Kid. Like the whole like, family's already yeah. weird. You're right. You know? Everyone's weird. Everyone's weird in the family. He's like. Him having autism is not that big a deal yeah. compared to how weird the family is. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, that, and that's that's great because it's not like, I don't know, it's not what you are, it's who you are, you know. Yeah. I guess that's the way it's, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, know. he's still a nice kid. He's a very, yeah, he's, you know? <laughs> he's still like a smart kid. You're right. You know, he's still like. He, he cares. He, yeah. He has, he's like, he's, he has emotional attachments. Right. He's, yeah. a, he's a fully fleshed out character. He's yeah. not just her autistic brother. Right. You know, he's Aaron who has all these things about him. Right. You know, and then at the end, the the, the creators of the movie confirmed, like, oh, yes, he was oh. written with autism. Good. You know? Good. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, all right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I always I always feel I always feel terrible to be like, because I can't describe it as well as you can. Mm. Because, like, I, I hate when people make movies, because you could tell, like, when people make movies to be like, this is the message I want it. Like, when they, right. like, they, uh, I forgot what it's called, 
But like they wave a flag and be like, mm-hmm. "Look how fucking cool we are!" Like girls get it done. Girl, yeah, like, like yeah, yeah. Captain Marvel's like, "We stand up because I'm a girl." Like, it's okay, I get it. Yeah, it's... but you kind of like cut yourself down at the knees because your character is just this now. Right. It's not anything else. Right. Like let your character be something mm-hmm. instead of. Right. The idea of like same with Encanto. Yeah. Right, like we didn't like them because they were Colombian or because they were yeah. they were you know Hispanic or, or or you know Latin American, but we liked them because they had they were all interesting characters with real struggles that we related to, right. and it was a bonus that people who were Latin American could relate to them in that way, exactly, and people who weren't could relate to them on that deeper level, uh, in a way that they wouldn't think to relate to people who are different than them, and this movie is a similar deal. Where yeah, Katie is Katie's a lesbian, and uh, and Aaron has is on the autism spectrum. Right. But and you might think of it without if you don't know them if you don't if you don't have a lot of exposure to that or you have like prejudices. Right. You and it, and and you might react negatively to that being overtly in your face, or that being like shown as like a like a like a slogan like a like a message. But if you make them fully round, full, like well-rounded characters right. that you can relate to on multiple levels, and then you include, and then they also just happen to be those things too. Yeah. And then you real, then you can view something, and you can view something like being in the LGBTQIA plus yeah. uh, spec uh, uh, line or the autism spectrum as something that doesn't define a person; it's just part of a person. Part of, yeah. You know. And it doesn't always work. People are, you know, bigotry run deep. <laughs> it doesn't you know? take it doesn't take hard for a person to keep hating things. Right. Exactly. Like it. You know, usually hate it, wins. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> well, like, no, because it's easy. Because it's it's an easy out to always be. Yeah. Can, like it, it's harder, and it. I mean, you earn, you know, your broad spectrum. Mm-hmm. You you earn like you earn your respect, you earn your everything like that. Yeah, but it's also easy and it's safe like not safer, but it's like comfortable for people to be like yeah. I just rather just not. And it's also this is not for the old this is not for old people watching Fox News. This is a kids movie at the end of the day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whoa, what's this going on? Right. <laughs> this ain't this ain't for the people that want to see Tucker Carlson fucking Eminem. You know, this is <laughs> this is for this, this, this what a dumb timeline we live in. Right? Right? This movie at the end of the day I is a kid's movie. I can't eat a bag of M&M's without a raging boulder. She doesn't have stilettos on anymore. Um, like... <laughs> a dumb... Oh, my God. Beautifully said, man. Beautifully said. The boys... We should all be sexy M&M's for Halloween. We should all be sexy... <laughs> we should all just be sexy M&M's for real life. Yeah. <laughs> you are your own sexy M&M. Yep. But here's what broke... Here's what almost broke my heart when the, he cut the oh, moose yeah. off the house... Oh, oh! The man gave up his dreams. But it was fine. But I think what was even better is that yes, he gave up his dream of that house. But he's like, nah, it's cool because I got my actual dream. Yeah, like, I was like, god damn, damn, beautiful, Katie. It's like I knew treat, that shit was coming. Well, treat him with respect, Katie. Treat this, can you drop this? Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, we're about so, forty-seven minutes in. I wanted to mention that that moose thing. No, that I was thought, great. I thought it was beautiful. That was a great motif throughout the movie that yeah. had a great payoff at the end. Because it started off, you thought it was just like, oh, he, he made it for her and she threw it away and that sucks. Yeah. And that does suck. And then you find out how much, it, how it represented the dream that, didn't he didn't give it away for her, but his dream became her. Right. You know, that that is much more powerful, I think. Yeah. And that revelation towards the end of the movie means a lot. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's give it a grade. Oof. Uh, is it as good as Encanto? I think it is as good as Encanto. Yeah. Honestly. For completely different reasons. Exactly. You know? yeah. But also a lot of the same reasons. You know, is that it really yeah. is a depiction of family and a lot of the struggles that people deal with. Yeah. Uh, trying to find, one, find their place in their family and find their peace with their family. And the fact that it was like kind of like, it, it felt like it was messier than Encanto, whereas like everything was, like I said before, in neat Disney piles. Right. Well, this was kind of just scrambly. And that's a positive and a negative. A positive and a negative, yeah. You know, it's a positive in that, you know, that chaos is, sometimes that chaos is a little more relatable. You know, that chaos is a lot more experimental. It's a lot, it's something that stays with me. It's something I haven't, I don't see every day. Right. You know, and it's really, really cool. But at the same time, uh, at the, at some, at some point, I think it became style over substance. Okay. With the, with the story and like the, what they built with their writing took a back seat to 
things that looked cool. Okay. Um, the Furby scene, though. Yeah, it's so wild. So, like, the whole shopping mall scene. <laughs> just funny. So dope. So good. So damn good. That's what we want Maximum Overdrive to be. That's, uh, you know what? Yes. Maximum fine. Overdrive fine. 2. <laughs> Versus Machines. Yeah. And what's cool is that this... this like I, I would have watched Mitchell's versus uh, fucking zombies or Mitchell's versus like aliens. You know. Yeah. I, mean, I would watch a sequel to this movie. Yeah. I, I would like to see a sequel. I always, I would have liked to seen a. I, I thought honestly, the way it was gonna end was like they were gonna pull out and it was Katie's like first movie. Ooh. Yeah. Be like this is like a movie she made. Like it's mm-hmm. a labor of love for her. She's like accepting her award for it, mm-hmm. but like the fact that it wasn't, I thought it was actually like, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Like the fact that she's able to kind of like just live this experience instead of like create like I don't know. I think it. I think it's great. I'm gonna give it like I'll give it an eight. Yeah, yeah. I say I think eight is. I well. think the 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 and the enjoyment scale. Of this is like a billion. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Funny. It's a very fun watch. It's, a very, it's very so funny. funny. Yeah. There's so many like throwaway lines that just got me laughing, bro. It, it's so like it was just nonstop. A lot of great visual humor. Yeah. With the with the dog, with the robots. Yeah. Just a lot of really good stuff. A lot of like a lot of good pull away jokes. A lot mm-hmm. of like. Yeah, it it felt like a very well crafted comedy yeah. with some fantastic animation on top of it. Yeah, for sure. All right, so that's the shoot. Bang bang. Uh. Where can the people find us? Uh, they can find us on Twitter at Movie Mayhem Pod. On Instagram at Movie Mayhem Podcast. Movie Mayhem Podcast at gmail.com. And on Letterboxd at Movie Mayhem Pod. We do have a review for this up already. Ew. Uh, spoiler. Spoiler alert. For there, us. For us. <laughs> for the episode there, you just watched. For, but now you could go read it. <laughs> uh, let me let me read it here for you. It's uh, I think it's, like, it's a very good movie. Uh, where is it? Here we go. I gave it a... Four star. Oh, I did Chef's Kiss. Oh, wonderful fun. That's a, that was the review. That's the review. Jesus, Bry. <laughs> but is it not Chef's Kiss? Wonderful fun. It is. It is wonderful fun. And if I was a chef, I would kiss my Keep fingers. Yeah. Give the kiss. Um. So yeah, thanks so much for listening, guys. Yep. Uh, check out Savannah Moss on Twitter, yes. Instagram, and TikTok. Oh, what a tangent that was. Right. Savannah Moss. I mean, yeah. Hey. Fucking, but God bless because she's doing good stuff. Respect that talent. Yeah, she's doing good stuff. Respect that talent. Um, and, and let's not. I feel like that we could have done that. Like, could <laughs> have listed our favorite creators on TikTok, TikTok, I, YouTube, and all that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I would need a TikTok for that. Yeah, I'm still. I had one. You had it, and you I got rid anymore? of it. It was oh, draining really? my battery. Oh, I see. Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, yeah. So another thing is about. Uh,